Now, here... Steve. I don't know how much the Abbas told you. You are the twelfth co-host to host the podcast since the first co-host died. I trust you will be an improvement on the last one. He stayed only two hours. Nothing is wrong with podcasts, only the co-hosts. They could not maintain discipline, without which the show cannot be run. When do they play? You will see to it that they conduct themselves with the utmost decorum. I am placing you in command. Yes, sir. And don't forget that you have to magically change my personality so that we may fall in love. What? No, now shush. The podcast is starting. Fulham, were you this much trouble at the Abbey? Oh, much more, sir. Hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, Steve and I sit through nearly three and a half hours of dreck. To review a movie just for you, right, Steve? We sure did. Um, I'm going to... Okay, guys, we don't always do that. (laughs) What we usually do is we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, the movie that we're reviewing not only has a good reputation, but apparently it's beloved by a lot of mentally damaged people. (laughs) All over the world. I'm sorry. (laughs) By people all over the world. I'm sorry, Grandma and Mom and all the other older ladies that I know in my life. (laughs) Hey, Steve. Yeah. What movie are we reviewing this time around? We're reviewing that classic musical from 1965 that was a huge hit because apparently all the people who were upset by the social changes happening in the 60s said, I want to forget about all of this. (laughs) (laughs) And they went to the theater and they saw this film, The Sound of Music. (gasps) The Sound of Music! Now, if you guys did what we asked you to do and watched The Sound of Music, I hope you liked it. I do. <laughs> but if you listen to our podcast, I'm sorry I made you do that. We do. We hope you at least liked the movie because, yeah. Because it's the only good outcome. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm surprised no one's tried to murder us for some of the movies yeah. we've asked the audience to watch before we review them. But look at it this way, guys. You're getting all the influences. You're gonna have. A, you're gonna be able to say things with knowledge behind you when you go up to your grandma and says the movie you like is a piece of shit. <laughs> you're not gonna be basing that on nothing. Yeah, right. You're gonna be. You're gonna be basing that on sitting in your you know your lounger for three and a half hours, gonna, sweating your way through it. You're gonna have bullet points. You're gonna have a list you can shove in grandma's face. Hey, hey, and guys, if you started the movie and then stopped and walked away. You're one of the good ones. Congratulations, you guys. God bless you. You're good. We don't have that option. We have to strap ourselves in like a frickin' clockwork orange. <laughs> oh, God. i tell you the trick, though. The trick is to, to not look at clocks or check your watch. Yeah, but maybe we're being too harsh on it. Maybe if we go through the, the, through the details of the story and all of the songs and the reprisals of the songs and the reprisals of those reprisals of the songs, Steve. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's stuff in here that we enjoy. There might be. It's possible. It's possible, yeah. Steve, do you have any trivia about the sound of music? I do. I have actually, I have two 
delightful bits of trivia about They better this movie. goddamn be delightful. They are. I think they're both delightful, especially the second one, but I'll tell you about this first one first. Okay. Um, so this movie is incredibly popular, beloved all over the world, except uh-huh. in one particular country. Oh, where? Austria, <laughs> where the film takes place. <laughs> Why don't they like it in Austria, Steve? I don't know why they don't like it in Austria. Is it possible that a quiet, unassuming people who don't like a lot of attention were suddenly flooded by tourists who wanted to know where the Von Trops live? It's quite possible. It's quite possible. Um, yeah, the film is is not... I, I don't get the impression that it's hated in Austria, but they just don't no. know it. It's just not that popular. So they have a, a, a sort of tourist industry that caters to the Sound of Music fans who come to Austria to you know to see the locations where it was filmed and you know yeah. tour Salzburg and that sort of thing. But it's just for the tourists, like the people who actually Salzburg are from is Austria. a beautiful city. It, Austria is a beautiful. Oh, country. it's a gorgeous country, and and that's one of the you know we'll we'll talk about it later. That's one of the the good things. Go about the for film. Austria. Fuck the Von Trapps. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then the second... They were traitors anyway, right, Steve? Yeah, the hell with them, right? <laughs> they didn't do what their country asked for them. Exactly. Oh, hey, speaking of which, okay, so bonus trivia, right? Um, the okay. Pe- w- the people of Austria, when they... when they Because sh- they shot some of the film on location in Salzburg. And, A lot of it, yeah. And, yeah, and one of the things that the locals... Most of the people in Austria at the time were happy to have the film there because it was, you know, film production. It meant good for the economy. It was, you know, it was it was nice to have the film there produced, shooting in, in Salzburg. But yeah. they didn't like that they had to hang Nazi flags for some of the shots. Oh, gee. Do you, th- you think that maybe they were upset a little bit yeah. that they had to relive they a part were, of their history they were, while fucking people sang and danced all over the fucking place? Exactly. They were a little uncomfortable with that. So at first, the producer said, okay, we understand that. We'll just we'll just use stock footage for the establishing exteriors Liars. of Salzburg. Well, no, here's what happened. They went back and reviewed the stock footage of Salzburg in the 30s and 40s during the Nazi years, and what they uh-huh. what they found was there were a lot of of uh, shots of the people of Salzburg enthusiastically welcoming the Nazis. <laughs> Oops! And so, so then the people of Salzburg said, "You know what? You can just put up Maybe a couple we're of flags." Okay, with this. Maybe if you like leave the the, the other with the footage, yeah. that would not be good for us yeah. here just in Austria. Put up the flag. It's fine. It's fine. Actually, everyone would have the same accent as our favorite Austrian. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah, we did not care for the Nazis. It is a lie. Except when we did. Okay, so we thought it was good at first. Can you blame us? Okay. Fuck the fact that the war barely touched our country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, and you ready? Wait, oh, one more wait, piece. You have one, even more. Jesus Christ! What, that was just bonus trivia. One more piece of oh, trivia. Oh, okay. Yay! Um, the movie, and this is my favorite. Okay, the movie was incredibly popular when it was released in South Korea, and it mm-hmm. was so popular in South Korea that a theater owner wanted to try to squeeze as many showings of the movie into one day as he could. So uh-huh. he edited the movie <laughs> to cut out the musical numbers. Good for him. Wouldn't you love to see that cut of this movie? The movie's still two and a half hours it's still long. Two and a half hours long. But I think it might be a little easier to swallow. But anyway, so there you go. That's that's the cut of the movie. I'm sure it doesn't exist anywhere anymore. But I would love to see the demusicaled version of the sound of music. Okay, here's my trivia. 
I wept blood watching it. <laughs> nah, that's not my trivia. Okay, okay it's so not trivia. Well Everybody could have guessed how, that. How inexplicably well-loved is this movie? Um, Japan made an anime about it. It's like, I don't know how many episodes. It's really long. Wow. So the Japanese have a version of it. The movie that we're watching is based on a movie that was made in, I don't think it was made in Austria, called, I think it was called, was it called The Sound of Music? Um, yeah, the original was called The Sound of Music. Yeah. And it was in German. And uh, people saw that and they said, let's turn that into a musical. And then they said, let's turn that into a movie. And then I watched it. <laughs> See, this is one of those movies that have been around <laughs> since I was a kid. And I paid no attention to it because I could always flee. I could get up and leave when The Sound of Music was on. I'd be like, ah, you know what, Grandma? I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to lay face down in the grass and wait until this movie's over, okay? <laughs> and I didn't have that option this time. I had to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Right, Steve? You did. You sure did. All three hours of it. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. All right, let's get on to who made it. Yes. It was directed by Robert Weiss. Steve and I know Robert, don't we? Oh, yes. We, oh, yes. He, he directed uh, the first film of one of our favorite franchises. That's right, but not necessarily our favorite film. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, he, he went on to direct nope. Star Trek The Motion Picture. and That's right. Yeah, and before what that, before this, he, I, he directed West Side Story, so, you know. Yeah, so he had a little musical stuff in yeah. him. Right? Yeah. yeah. It was also produced by Robert Weiss because he had enough of the, the juice to be able to produce his own movies. I don't know how much money this fucking... Oh, my God in heaven. <laughs> Between this and the re-releases... Do you know how... Well, I'll get to that when we get to it. I'm guessing it's a Sc lot. Screenplay by Ernest Lehman. Hey, do you know what else Irma, er, Ernest Lehman worked on? He sounds like a familiar name. Yeah, well, I didn't write it down because I was so tired after this. I was like, fuck you, Ernest. Fuck you. <laughs> He's done other stuff, I don't care. Story by Maria Von Trapp, uncredited. Yeah, you better uncredit her, because, oh boy, this has nothing to do with the reality of her fucking life and what happened. It is kind of nice, though. It's it, it, That's that's like Hollywood in a nutshell, that they make a movie based on a book you wrote about your life, and you don't even get uh -huh. a story credit. <laughs> And then you literally sit down when they're making the musical and saying, we're not, we're not concerned with reality. We're, we're concerned with making, telling a good story. You know, we're going to basically turn your life into a myth. Oh, and we're going to demonize your husband. Is that okay? We're going to ch completely change his character? Oh, and we know okay. that you suffer probably from bipolar disorder, but we're not going to mention that. We're also not going to mention the fact that you were 22 and he was 47 when you guys got married. Whoops. Not mentioning that part. Not going to mention the part that you guys were poor, and we're not going to mention the part that the Nazis never came after your husband. They just politely asked over and over again. We're not going to mention the fact that you somehow climbed 200 miles over the Alps into Switzerland with no food, no water, and no shelter, but actually just got onto a train and traveled right. to Italy and then went to London and then traveled to America and lived there. Not going to mention any of that shit. We're not going to bring it up. We're not going to stop bring up the fact that the Von Trapp family singers were a thing in Europe prior to your escape. <laughs> is that okay? That is my money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just show me the check and it will be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it stars Julie Andrews. Now, Julie Andrews had two movies down. This is her third yeah. film. Neither of the other movies had been released, so no one knew um, 
you know, who this woman is, boy, I have a crush on her, but not on her roles. No. I have a crush on Julie Andrews, which is weird. Because, boy, she's she's tougher than the, the part she plays, it seems like. Not so much now in her old age when you could push her over and she'd probably break every bone. But, I mean, when she's younger... <laughs> Uh, you have you don't have any strong feelings about Julia uh, No, I, I have. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She has a very specific way of when she sings, how she enunciates yeah. her her singing. She plays Maria von Trapp. Now, Maria von Trapp was indeed a young woman that was going to be a nun, and then she went to unlike in, in real life because we're going to be hitting up against this a lot. <laughs> she wasn't sent over to become the replacement governess of seven children. She was being sent over to tutor one child. Yeah, right? that's Is the it? real story. That's the that's the real story. She was 22 years old when her and the captain got married, and he was 47. So that that's kind of not even mentioned mm-hmm. at all in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that that Maria is technically only six years older than the oldest daughter. Hmm, that's a little creepy. <laughs> not at all, Steve. What? Chris, Christopher Plummer plays Captain Von Trapp. Now, most people know him, know Christopher Plummer from this movie. Yeah, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would say it's definitely his a- most famous role. Well, that's a fucking shame, because they obviously never saw Star Trek VI. General Chang forever. One of my favorite Star Trek characters. He's actually a very good actor. He's a tremendous actor. And, and he hated this movie when he was making it. <laughs> and I think he still hates it now. He softened a bit. He softened a bit. He said, I was kind of an ass. I had been really doing really well on Broadway, and I was not a singer. And that's true because Bill Lee is credited as Captain Von Trapp's singing voice. Yeah. And Bill Lee, he's done a lot of Disney stuff. He's done he. If you need a dude to sing, he's the guy that steps in and says, "Yeah, I'll sing. I can sound like him, kind of." And then so Christopher Plummer doesn't do his singing in this at all. Sorry Even to the disillusion you. So when you're getting all weepy and cry over the Edelweiss when his voice breaks, it's not him. It's Bill Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, shut up. And I think that's, what, the eighth or ninth time he sings Edelweiss in the film? I don't know. I've lost track. Yeah, oh, by he's... the way, Edelweiss was worn by Nazi soldiers when they went to war. Yay. What a what a great symbol for Austria to Not choose. all of them, just a very specific unit. Anyway, yeah. um, all right. Let's, come on, there's a lot of people i got to get through. Yeah. Eleanor Parker as Baroness Elsa von Schrader. She's had a long career. Nothing super notable. That you, do you know of any? No, not really. No. Richard Hayden as Max Detweiler, another fairly notable, you know, character. Yeah. By the way, the Baroness and Max Detweiler didn't exist <laughs> in the thing. They're not people in the thing. In fact, Max Detweiler in the movie is the guy that discovers the Von Trapps. Actually, the Von Trapps were discovered by a local priest that was teaching them. They heard them singing and thought, I developed that. And he stayed with them throughout their, for 20 years until his death throughout their entire career. But fuck him. He does, the real person doesn't need any credit, right, Steve? Right. And it's not like it would have made any kind of sense to have a priest be a character in this film. What with Maria <laughs> being a, a, you know, a wannabe nun. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. Peggy Wood as the Mother Abbess. Did she win the Academy Award or was she only nominated? Oh, I. You know what? I don't know. She won an Academy. I think she was nominated. I don't care. She was nominated at the very least for an Academy Award to be a woman that stands around and and sings stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what? She was. She and was advocates nominated, but things she didn't that win. I don't. 
yeah, advocates things that I don't think any nun would ever. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> believe that there is a nun that says, "Climb every mountain, ford every stream to follow your dream." That is not a nun sentiment. No. I'm sorry, that's not. Especially in Europe in the 30s, you wouldn't think there would be too many happy-go-lucky. You know what? If you don't want to be a nun, don't be a nun type nuns. <laughs> Uh, well, apparently, um, the real Maria von Trapp really wanted to be a nun. And the real abbess really didn't want her to be a nun. <laughs> you know what? Get lost. Literally told her, this is your, you go, leaf. you're not a nun. Go get your whole stuff. <laughs> you're you'll not find, a nun. You'll like it. <laughs> um, uh, Chermian Carr as Liesel von Trapp. She didn't make another movie. I think. I think she may. I think maybe did one like TV thing, and then she stopped. Yeah. She's also supposed to be playing a sixteen-year-old. Um, she's like thirty-seven. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. old she is in this. She looks. She looks older. Yeah. She looks older than Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Hammond as Friedrich von Trapp. Now, uh, hey Steve, you know who, who Nicholas Hammond played? Who did he play? He played Spider-Man <gasps> in the original 1979 Spider-Man TV show that was so awful. <laughs> he fought ninjas. I remember, yeah. Holy shit. And he's done a bunch of other stuff. You'd recognize him. Yeah. You'd recognize him. He's done tons of shit. Okay. Uh, Heather Menzies as Louisa Von Trapp. Nothing known even. Dwayne Chase <laughs> as Kurt Von Trapp. I think he's a, a computer design software guy now. Angela Cartwright as Brigitte Von Trapp, who you'd recognize from, Steve. I have no idea. What? Angela Cartwright? Lost in Space? Oh, shit. Oh, she was, yeah, she was in Lost in Space. I had no idea. I didn't put that she together. She was Penny. She was Penny in I, Lost in I Space. I completely didn't put that together when I was watching the movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm done. This is over. This is over. <laughs> she's also the sister of... I'm so sorry. She's the sister of who? She's... I, I don't know. Oh, my God, Steve. What's happened <laughs> I, to you? I don't know. <laughs> what did this movie do to you? <laughs> Veronica Cartwright. Oh, Veronica Cartwright. Yes, of course. Oh my god, Grandpa, do you need to take a nap before we do the I'm bar review today? I'm sorry. <laughs> Debbie Turner. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are we reviewing huh? again? I've, I've regressed to a typical sound of music I think watching fan. this movie. <laughs> god damn it. I remember this movie. I got a hand job for the first time. She'll always be Brigitte Von Trapp to me. That's all I care about. <laughs> Debbie Turner is Marta Von Trapp. Nothing. Kim Carath is Gretel Von Trapp. Nothing. Anna Lee is Sister Margarita. Now, um, I can't remember which one is the one that really hates Marie. I can't remember. I can't which remember either. That is. Doesn't matter. Uh, Margaret Margareta. Um, I like her as Portia Sister Nelson. Margarita better. Yeah, I wish that was her Margarita. name. Portia Nelson is Sister Birth Bertha 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 Bertha. Daniel Truhit as Rolf. Fuck you, Rolf. <laughs> I hope you die. <laughs> I hope you die, Rolf. There's a war coming, Rolf, and I hope you don't fight in it for very long, if you know what I'm saying. I hope a Russian puts a bayonet right in your throat, Rolf. Oh, boy. <laughs> he did a couple other things, but nothing. Nothing really. Norma Varden is Frau Schmidt. Nothing. Gil Stewart is Franz. Nothing. Marty Nixon is Sister Sophia. 
Okay, just take it that they didn't do anything. Baron <laughs> can't say nothing after everyone. Adabeth Lee, his sister Catherine. Dorian Trinan, his sister Agatha. Do it, Steve. Nothing. You were doing... Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> Eva Dean Baker, his sister Bernice. Nothing. And Doris Lloyd as Baroness Eberfeld. Nothing. Now, I'd like to put this in. Um, <laughs> just a couple of other things before we get started. In real life... Um, when we went through the Great Depression in 1928, the effects weren't felt just in the United States. I know we like to pretend it was only us, but it kind of affected the whole world. Yeah. And um, the Von Trapps um, weren't rich, uh, unlike what is depicted in this movie. The Von Trapps actually had to send all the servants away, and they were living in the upstairs and renting out the downstairs of a very modest... It wasn't an estate. It wasn't this giant house. It was a very modest home. Okay, one of the reasons why they decided, fuck it, yeah, sure, we're the Van Von, we're the we're the Von Trapp family singers. Yippee yippity. Okay, <laughs> number two, they uh, while several people refer to him as Captain because uh, because uh, um, Georg <laughs> was that's his name. Georg. Georg. Georg was a captain in uh, <clears throat> in the navy. Um, he was not a baron, and that's because Austria did away with that shit <laughs> prior to the events of this movie. So technically, he was not baron, and he was also not Baron Von Trapp, because they stopped with the Von bullshit as well, so his real name was Georg Trapp. Right. <laughs> so I just want to put that in there before we start, keep going, because uh, at this point, when we go into the who did it and why... None of it. None of it. None of it. Aside from the fact that she wanted to be a nun, and he was in the Navy, and there were children involved. None of it is accurate at all. To say that this is based on a true story, I mean, you have to put, like, loosely in front of it. <laughs> loosely based on things we heard, is what it should say at the beginning. Some of it might accidentally be true. It's not accurate from a historical context. It's not accurate for... Because when they finally left Austria, him and her had been married for ten years. But according to this movie, they left the day they got back from their honeymoon. Yep. <laughs> when they left, she had already had three children by Georg. <laughs> so, ugh, anyway, we're not still not done. <laughs> <sighs> Music by Richard Rogers, Oscar Hammerstein, and the score by Erwin Kostel. Shame on all three of you. Shame on all three of you. Thank you for the anthem to grooming. That is 16 going on 17, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that will ring in my nightmares for the rest of my days. One of the deepest, deep, most deeply creepy songs ever written. Um, cinematography by Ted D. McCord. Yeah, it was pretty. All you had to do was stick a camera out the window. Good job, Ted. <laughs> Go to Austria, I'm, point camera. I'm, I'm saying that because he really did not do anything notable, anything else notable. Edited by William Reynolds. Eh. <laughs> William did a good job on one movie. You want to know what movie that was? What movie that was? Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair editing in that film. How far you fell, William. How far you fell. <laughs> He got a job. I hope. Him. I hope. I hope William Reynolds was talking to talking to Orson Welles, and he's like, he's like, so Orson, what are you doing? No one will fund my work. What are you doing? I'm editing. <laughs> I'm editing the Sound of Music. Oh, you have fallen so much further than oh, I. Oh, <laughs> you poor man. Anything for money, eh? Production company. 
Production company 20th Century Fox, distributed by 20th Century Fox. It was released on March 2nd, 1965. Running time? Oof. 174 minutes. <laughs> yes, that's almost three whole hours for you folks at home. Oh, boy. That's not including all the stuff, I don't think. I don't think that's including the... Oh, yeah, the intermission intro and the... Uh, and the yeah, the entracte. Yeah, this has <laughs> Budget, $8.2 million. Initial box office, $286.2 million. So, yeah. Hey, Steve? Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve? How long did its its theatrical run last? I happen to know that its first theatrical run lasted like four years. It lasted from 1965 till past when I was fucking yeah. born in 1960 god 1969 the sound of music was in theaters because old white people they weren't that old yeah. but white people were freaking out over what had become of their children and with good goddamn reason too <laughs> because their kids were saying things like tear everything down what did you ever do fuck america free love give me my trust fund money <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, honey, do you want to just go into a movie theater and stare blankly at a screen that kind of just papers over all of our problems right now? I would love to. <sighs> yeah, and then they re-released it again in the 1970s, and then they re-released it again. I, I don't remember what time. It's made a, a, a stinking amount of money. Just a huge ball of money. And then when they finally put it up on TV, ABC showed it. Then somehow ABC went crazy and sold the rights to NBC. And then NBC showed it as an event film every year until 1990-something, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's been released in DVD and VHS and pristine packets. And there are tours of places in Austria where people who've never seen the movie will take you to show you either A, the places where they filmed the movie, which is where people want to go, or B, the historical places where people go, oh, that's small and dirty. (laughs) It didn't look like this in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. Built a gazebo that's prominently used in the film is there and was never there. I can't help but think the people in Salzburg walk past it go, there's the lie gazebo. (laughs) (laughs) The lie gazebo, yes. (laughs) (laughs) all right steve it's time for us to pull on our technicolor outfits yeah okay i made these play clothes for us out of drapes oh good that's something a normal person does (laughs) Uh, they're my old rainbow bright drapes i hope you don't mind no i yeah i'm a i'm a fan from back in the day but am I? Yeah, okay. Because they're, you know, they're the kind of shorts with suspenders that you know all German people Exa- wear. It's the national costume. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And let's uh, let's drown ourselves. Can we do that? <laughs> is that possible? Is it is that a good thing? Can we just kind of halfway run away from Nazis and just stop? <laughs> <sighs> I'd ask Ralph to shoot us, but he's such a. Yeah. I was gonna say the bad word. <laughs> Oh, Rolf. Oh, how I hate you. You'll never be one of them. <laughs> You're Vonda Bad? <laughs> Alright, Steve, let's run into this 100% factually accurate world of the sound of music. 
which is weird because I thought music was a sound. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sound of the sound. The taste of food. <laughs> like, what else is there of music? <laughs> the sight of music. And then, of course, the third in the trilogy, which is the touch of leather. <laughs> the best one. I'll say that till the day I die. The best <laughs> one of the trilogy. Maria, the children are out of the house and we finally have it alone. Now it's time for the touch of leather. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Steve. Uh-huh. Take it away. Oh, boy. Well, we we start high above the clouds. The, wow, I'm confused. I thought I had glaucoma for the, a second. The earth looks... Actually, I was I was praying for it. <laughs> I was praying. I was like, oh, thank you, God! <laughs> I was thinking, please let this helicopter crash into the Alps. Well, we don't um, even hear the helicopter. We're, it's like we're Superman flying yeah, over the Alps. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, aerial shot that lasts for about eight hours. We travel... We hear wind. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a guy off stage going, yeah, he follies it, a bird it does. It lasts for like, like nine minutes as we get this travelogue yeah. of Austria. We get it. Yeah. Austria is gorgeous. It's pretty. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, we, we move closer and closer to the ground. The score fades. See, when in. you readily surrender to the Nazis, you get to keep all your shit unblown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, joke's on you, England. <laughs> Jesus, we're bitter. Anyway, so... So we we get closer and closer to the ground. The score slowly fades hey, in. Hey, is that a lady over there? It, I think it is. I see a lady yeah. over there up on the hill for some reason. Yeah. She's running up the hill into a clearing, and she's twirling around. And j- is she running away from somebody? <laughs> Maybe Nazis. She's running from the Nazis. <laughs> No, and here's my. This is when I knew I was gonna not like this movie because why the, the, we 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 have this this aerial shot that and and there are cuts to different shots, but this last aerial shot that zooms in on Maria as she's running up. Do you the mean hill, this famous iconic shot? Famous iconic shot, and then right as she starts to sing, they cut to another shot. Oh yeah, like, of course. What's they the did. fucking point of that? Because they couldn't, they okay. Number one, to prevent from wind from blowing on her, just as we did. Well, I know over but... the infinitely better Beastmaster, <laughs> they had to shoot it long, so they had to use a, a long lens and then shoot from a distance. And there was no way that they could um, choreograph the music and her lip syncing to the music to a phonograph and have the helicopter zoom. They in. could have had her start the song. All she needs to do is get out. The hills are alive, and then cut to the next song. Cut to the next shot like i just it feels like we get all that way and it's like yeah anyway fuck that well let's cut to the ground look grandma and grandpa did not notice i know grandma and grandpa are not exactly cinephiles no as the success would have been more impressive had it been a single shot over the over the hills down into the valley over the city and then directly to her and then she sings and then we follow her all the way to the abbey one shot (laughs) held the entire time she's blown over by the helicopter a few times yeah Instead, we get this 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 bastard diet cut. Yeah. We're right before she is about to sing. She, we cut right there, you lazy you bastard. Prick. <laughs> There's no art in your soul. Yeah, <laughs> I hate this movie. That's 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 what Francois Truffaut thought. 
I, uh-huh. I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, so this... And-, and you know what? I also would like to say that she tells us that the hills are alive with the sound of music. But up until this point, the hills were alive with the sound of wind, maybe ghosts, and a couple of birds. Yeah. It, no music till she starts singing. No, until she opens her big yapper and starts telling us stuff. A little egocentric. She tells us that her heart, and I think this is a warning to the audience, in the song she says that her heart wants to sing every song that it hears. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Completely true. 100% accurate. You have been warned. In, in a rare instance of honesty in this film, that's true. She never stops motherfucking singing. Yeah, but, oh, but then there's a ding-a-ling on the nun bell. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's right. Yeah, she cartoonishly thumps her head to her, her hand to her head, and she runs off, then she forgets something, she runs off again, and now we get the credits. Yay. Right? The sound of music. Yeah, and it's all, you know, with the backgrounds of the city yeah, Salzburg, and we. I think it's Salzburg, and and we know. get we get a nice ominous title of this film taking place during the last golden days of the thirties. What happened after that? I I don't know. I, I'm sorry. What? Oh, we're reliving this. Uh, oh, that's before the Nazis came in and made things mildly inconvenient for the Austrians. Yes, then murdered everybody else in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> but Austria, boy. <laughs> I sure hope they escape to Switzerland, because they're the neutral guys. Yeah. <laughs> Their hands are completely clean well, in World War II. Why don't we just get all of our bitterness out, Steve? I don't understand what you're implying there. <laughs> sure, the Russians are dying by the bucket load. No more than, I don't know, 500 miles away. But Austria? It's like... Please hand more pie. Mm, this is good. <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is with the Nazis. They, they didn't realize me. that they had done anything wrong until American soldiers started showing up. What? They give us the most awful looks. Why is he looking at the like Hitler that? place? Yeah, it's right up there. <laughs> <laughs> the Hitler place. Yeah, he has a big mansion in the mountain. Oh, boy. We were the wrong people to review this film Uh, anyway. We didn't force them to put Nazi shit in this movie. They made the movie they made. At least they bothered. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, after the credits, we get a long, torturous scene of nuns doing nun shit. Yeah, the nuns are nunning it up. (laughs) And they're walking around singing and fucking... More singing, more pointless. Guys, okay, we're going to get this out of the way right now. If your song does not progress the narrative forward, it does not belong in your film. Right, Steve? Right. The same rules that apply to dialogue or scenes that do not progress the story forward or does not add anything to the story do not belong in your scene, and that goes for musical numbers. And so far, (laughs) other than the fact that Maria likes to sing... Nothing in the song pertains specifically about her. Right. And now we have a bunch of nuns walking around singing. And this scene goes on for a long time. Oh, boy, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Does it establish anything? Nope. Does it establish anything that we already don't know about nuns? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't take our preconceptions about nuns and flip them upside down. No. No. They even missed a really good joke. Oh, which would have been them all singing already, singing Hallelujah or whatever the hell it is. And then she comes in and bangs the door and interrupts everybody. Oh, yeah, sure. Did that happen? No. no. it didn't happen. No. But now we meet the, this other herd pack 
a gaggle, a gaggle of, of nuns. nuns. What do you call a group of nuns? I don't a murder. <laughs> a murder, of, a murder nuns. of nuns. So this murder of nuns are are complaining to the abbess that uh, Maria is great, but she's awful. Yeah, yeah. I like her, but I hate her. Is basically their attitude. Yeah, yeah. She's she's wonderful, but she's not. And and I was like, please don't sing about it. Please don't sing. And then guess what they do about it. <laughs> and then and then they have a problem. So uh, one of the problems that they have with her is her constant singing. And how better to demonstrate yeah. their problem with her constant singing than to sing about it? Again, they they pass up what could have been a really funny joke, which would be to have the nuns be like the only characters that are just having none of Maria's singing. Yeah, like have Maria but they don't sing. Have her start to sing, and then have the one of the nuns go shh. Or have one of the nuns just break out a great big paddleboard and hit her really hard in the backside. Or just... And then whip her a couple of times with some branches on her back and tell her to shut the fuck up. Stop singing. Just crack her in the skull with the edge of the paddleboard and we'll have an end to this. Like, come on. Instead of her not wanting to become a nun, have her clawing at the door trying to get out. (laughs) Please, please. You don't know what it's like in here. But instead, they're just, you know, they don't think she's going to be a good nun because of her constant singing and speaking her mind. Right. We got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. She's a, a free spirit, but not. Yes. Get it? Because we have to appease both sides of the audience that might become upset if she's <laughs> if she's she's too religious. No, 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 no. We can't. Because then we'll, the people who aren't that religious, the Jews won't want to watch this movie yeah. if she's too religious. So we can't do that. So we've got to make sure, right, yeah. that she's a balance of both. That way we don't have any clear standing on her character, right? Exactly. Steve? She she's religious in the vague, unfocused way that pretty much most movie characters are religious. She <laughs> seems generally okay with the God thing. Doesn't seem to mean that yeah. much to her, but she's she's there for it, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah. So the abbess takes her aside and um says, uh, God God says you have to be a babysitter. <laughs> Not quite that. I mean, but she says, yeah. okay, this guy, and he's looking for governess, and we do like you, but don't, so get out. Go go do this, right? Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't want to do it because she wants to become a nun for some reason. Right, right. right. And because, and she's a little intimidated when she finds out that the guy she's going to go work for has seven children. She's like, seven? For real? And the nun, the head nun well, is like, worry, whatever. Don't worry, Steve, because she's, she's perfect. She, she loves working with children because she's a magic lady and she's got magic That's right. Well, by the way, completely different from the character Julie Andrews plays in Mary Poppins. Right. Completely different. Yeah. That's because Mary Poppins is a time lord, you stupid. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it is Mary Poppins. <laughs> anyway, so uh, she, um, she longed for adventure is what she says. Yeah. In a song. And I'm like, so you wanted to be a nun? (laughs) (laughs) Live a life of thrills and adventure. Become a nun. Have I missed something? Is there a group of adventure nuns out there that I was not aware of? If so, they are who this movie should be about. Tomorrow we will raid the temple. Shh. Adventure nuns. (laughs) Make a movie about a group of... Okay, fuck it. I want that movie now. (laughs) I want a movie set in the 30s about an elite, highly trained group of nuns who go to assassinate Hitler. That's what I want. Sister Neckbreaker? (laughs) Sister Neckbreaker. Can you persuade this gentleman to let us know where the Valley of Ghosts is? (laughs) Put, fuck it. Put Indiana Jones in it. Why? Oh, shit, Adventure Nuns. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
they're the ones that actually have the they're the ones that get the shit they're the ones that are stealing <laughs> it's the adventurers that have stolen the lost ark the, <laughs> the holy grail all the fucking shit anyway so where are we where are we oh she's she leaving leaves, so she yeah. packs up her stuff and um this is where we start getting uh, I, i've come up with a new two things Steve. oh what is it well, you know how in other movies we say show, not tell? Right. Okay, this is show, not sing. Oh, <laughs> yes, please, let's obey that rule, please. <laughs> if And so she's singing about something, I don't know what it is, about her wanting adventure, and she's got confidence. She has confidence. She, oh, rather than have her just act confident or maybe one time say i'm confident she's got to sing it all the way to the van trap house yes and do and, okay. and do incredibly broad uh mugging and dance choreography as, uh, as though yeah, it wasn't true. changed at all from the stage to the as screen. if she's still on the stage yeah. even though she wasn't in the stage production that was mary martin which is but... weird right no it's not yeah. weird it's only i mean she's small i can't mary martin's really tiny yeah. so those kids must have been, like, really small. <laughs> we need little, little children. Do you understand? We need smaller children. Manufacture them for <laughs> us, please. <laughs> so, cheese. Uh, so, to remember this, she walks all the way from the nun, and then she gets on a bus, and then she takes the bus all the way to the Van Traps, right? Yeah. Well, um, not all the way, because then she gets up and she's got to walk to the Yeah, Van she Trap has to house. walk, so like, big... the rest of the way, yeah. Yeah. And it's a great big house, and she walks up, she rings the doorbell, and there's a guy there, and he's like manservant Hecubus, and he's like, <laughs> what does Madam want? Welcome to the Von Trapp family! <laughs> I'm, yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he lets her in, she walks around, she goes into a room that she's not supposed to go in, and, and then, uh-oh, Captain Von Trapp is there, and uh-oh, he's an asshole, and uh-oh, apparently the children are monsters yeah. and he runs the the house like a prison yeah he's got him trained to respond to whistles <laughs> like like animals yeah. and he whistles for the she's got this whistle and he whistles for the children come out they come marching down and they 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 line up and it turns out that apparently mrs van trapp died because there's seven children yeah. right so that Mrs. Van Trapp died after her vagina exploded, <laughs> or just failed utterly, and all of her internal organs just <laughs> fell out of the hole. Yeah, because holy shit! <laughs> I think we know what killed Mrs. Von Trapp. Suicide is what killed her. Yeah, in one way or another, her children had something to do with it. <laughs> Not sure exactly what happened, but personally, I like the idea that her vagina just exploded. It was just like no, nope, her lungs just dropped out. Oh, that's. <laughs> Oops. So uh, then we meet all the children. They line up and they introduce themselves. And the kids uh, are remarkably self-aware. You know, like kids like are. Like children are, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the the oldest, Liesl, steps up and she's like, I don't know, like 47 years old. And she's like, I'm Liesl and I don't need a governess. And like the other kids are like, my name... My name's Kurt, and I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a handful in a few years. My name's Friedrich, and my dreams are filled with blood. (laughs) (sighs) And so then the captain leaves, and the children surround her, giving her advice, and it's almost as if they're surrounding her to either eat her alive or attack her or something, right? Right. And then we cut to dinner, and uh, tasty. Yeah. 
Why is the governess eating dinner with all of the with them? You, why is you that? know? I wondered that myself because she's, Where are the, she's are, a servant. Are the other servants going to eat with with them yeah, as well? Yeah, like usually in a big house like this, like they're, they're the other servants they eat together. They have their own yeah. meal. How come the, instead of where she's sitting in the chair, since it's very apparent that that Captain Von Trapp is so obsessed with his wife, how come his wife's desiccated corpse isn't propped up in that chair instead? Say good evening to your mother, children. Mommy! Yes, yes, now go kiss your mother on the cheek like good children. I love my children. Papa, do you have to do the voice? Papa! Please make this stop. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, she almost sits on oh, a pine uh, cone. Earlier, earlier before before the dinner, yeah. one of the children put a toad in her pocket and it scared her real bad. Yeah, those little scamps. Right? And the lady who's there, the house lady's like, "You're lucky. Last time they put you know poisoned razor blades in there, and then yeah. they put like it was a, a snake, snake yeah. or something." Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my!" And so then they all sit down to dinner, and she says, "I." Then she lays on like a huge guilt trip on the children. Yeah, like, she's like, "Thank you so much for the present," and he, and, the, and he's like, "What present? My children don't give presents." I haven't taught them to be giving. <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, it's 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 good. It's that they're all wonderful, and thank you for making me feel so good." And then everyone starts crying. Yeah, in a totally right? not forced at all scene. Yeah, and complete convincing crying, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. So now, uh, while they're having dinner, baby Hitler uh, delivers a telegraph <laughs> to the house. Yep. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. He has. It's a, a name. young Joseph Ratzinger. <laughs> I'm going to be a priest. Did someday. the events of this movie? Did the events of this movie drive him to the priesthood yes, when so. he couldn't shoot uh, Captain Von Trapp at the end? One day I'm going to be the Pope. You wait and see. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> And I don't care what kind of lunatics we have as priests. <laughs> I'll cover up everything. <laughs> I have so much bling, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ralph shows yeah. up, and Ralph is a telegram deliverer who has no eyebrows as near as I can No, tell. pretty much. <laughs> and he delivers he delivers this telegraph to Von Trapp and it turns out Captain is going to Vienna for a Baroness booty call. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, this whole time he's been very grim and very curt and very disapproving of the children and of Maria and of life in general, right? Oh yes. Yeah. He's not been very fun. He's been just been this grim, dark, stinky fart cloud. He's a wet blanket no is what he like. is. That's right. That's right. This is exactly yeah. right. And so uh, then Liesel uh, sneaks out of the house and meets Rolf mm. by the gaze bow. <laughs> and, and then they sing your favorite song. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Liesel likes boys who tell her how to act and behave and um, that he is the person that's going to teach her how to act and behave. And thankfully, this song is sung in the movie by uh, someone who's 17 years old to a 16-year-old, so it's kind of sweet. Yeah. However, if you listen to this song and you didn't know that, then it sounds like it's a 47-year-old man talking to a 12-year-old girl, and you just start throwing up everything you've ever eaten in your entire life all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the most deeply creepy songs ever written by men who I knew were in their 40s when they wrote Oh, boy, yeah. 
And it doesn't help that it goes on forever and they go through the whole thing yeah. twice. And she agrees with yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're right. I need a man who's going to teach me everything I need to know about life. Wink, wink. I mean, putting your dick in me and having me enjoy it. That's what I want. That's what we really mean. Yeah. Yep. This is what musical grooming is. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to uh, Maria. The house lady says the children don't play. There's no music. There's no laughter. There's no play clothes. The children don't do anything. They're all going to be perfect little psychopaths <laughs> when they grow up. Because the captain is that upset over his wife's death five years ago. <laughs> it has to be at least five years ago because that's how old the youngest child, Gretel, right. is, right? And then um, Liesl sneaks in through her bedroom window. And now all of a sudden her and Liesl are besties. Right, because she's going to keep it a secret. as to, she, she was outside with Rolf. Yeah. You know what? They have such a good relationship that maybe Maria could become her mother. I mean, she is six whole years older than exactly. her. And then there's lightning, and the children are scared. And uh, they all come running in. And then Maria gives them an absolutely scientifically inaccurate uh, <laughs> yeah. explanation for how thunder and lightning work. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, we're uh, we're in another song. Another song about absolutely fucking nothing, yep. Steve. Nothing. nothing. A song about nothing. It's about Maria's favorite things. And I, I, I question whether any of these things are actually her favorite things, or even things that she has given a single thought to before singing this song. I think it was written by two middle-aged white men trying to write as a 22-year-old girl from a country they've never visited, a culture they know nothing about. <laughs> and they're like, what would a girl like that like? Oh, no flowers and like... I know what she'd like, a great big dick right up her butt. That's what I like. We can't put right. that in the song, Oscar. God damn it! Oscar. How many times have I told you? Oscar, we can't I'll punch you in your dicks. fucking mouth if you say that again. I'm going to write a song about dicks before I die. I just want to say that. Fuck you, not my movie. God damn it. We have a reputation to protect. Hammerstein! Rogers! <laughs> Look, she likes cute things? String? Yeah, sure. Bows? Schnitzel what with noodles? Say, fucking God. What? what? What was that? What with noodles? Schnitzel. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I had that once, I think. Is it one of your and, favorite uh, things? That's I don't fuck I, it. We don't I care. I barely remember. <laughs> Does this song make her look a little bit like a psychopath? <laughs> Makes the kids look psychopathic do too because it cheers them right the fuck up. <laughs> better than your fucking porno you want to write before you die, yes. you son of a bitch. I'll outlive you. <laughs> I will outlive you. I swear. <laughs> I would like to apologize <laughs> At this moment, to the surviving members of both of their families. <laughs> I'm sure that Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein were lovely human beings. Yeah, sure they were. <laughs> Even though they were anyway. responsible for this. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> just the idea that he's got going to song about dicks. <laughs> then he saw hair and he started crying directly into his hands. <laughs> They're all naked and there's dicks on the stage. Could have been me. (laughs) (sighs) 
Okay, so just, then the captain. Yeah, I just went. wanted. To, oh, you, you were just going to say that this is the 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 first point in the movie where we get the impression of how heroic the captain is because Maria is getting set to launch into another round of this song when the captain steps in and shuts it the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, captain asshole steps in. and He's like, "What the fuck is what the fuck?" Shut up! <laughs> Can't you see that I'm upset that your mother is dead? Nothing will change that. Nothing, do you understand? I carry this pain around my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least that's how I'm presented here. And then she starts singing again after everybody's gone. And then she has an awful idea about the clothes. Because she takes... Because what she's told is, we're replacing the drapes. And she's like, these drapes are fine. And And she said, we're replacing the drapes. The drapes have bad memories. We're replacing them. <laughs> this is the room where my wife died. <laughs> this is where her vagina exploded, <laughs> right there on that bench. You don't think the drapes had those patterns when we bought them, do you? I walked into the room and said, let's make another baby. And, <laughs> and, the, and her vagina just exploded. <laughs> she said to me, you will not get another baby from my body, you bastard. Uh, yep. So that's what happened. That's what happened. Anyway, he's gone. And so she makes play clothes out of curtains. Yay. Yeah, right? and then we get... Fiddly-dee, fiddly-dee. Yeah. We didn't steal that from anything. Well, anyway. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so while the captain is away, the children will play. And by play, I mean they'll run all over fucking Salzburg. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and do something that uh, presumably American tourists like to do when they come to visit Salzburg that earns them the everlasting enmity of the people that live there. <laughs> oh, it's more of the sound Fuck of the music people. Deserve people. It. Fuck you. Fuck you, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> this is our... This is, you, may have, you may have survived the horrors of war, but now you've got to suffer through yeah. this. You've got to suffer through middle-aged women walking around with their arms out singing this fucking song, which will haunt you to the day you die, Salzburg. This is what you've earned for yourself. And I'm glad Schwarzenegger left. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't he left. Father, I don't think I can take it another day. I am far too big to play Gretel in our, I won't do it. And, and ask for change on the streets. <laughs> What are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? This is what we have now. This is what we have here in Salzburg. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to get big. Sure you are. You would be nothing. Put the thing back no. on. We need the no. Gretel. I'm going to take steroids and become a bodybuilder. Anyway, so they sing a song about singing, right, Steve? Yeah, they do. Boy, we're really falling down the rabbit hole here. They're, they're singing... S- How long do they sing about singing, They're Steve? singing songs about singing songs, and yeah. No, they sing a song yeah. about singing yeah, songs. Yeah, that's true. For... Uh, how long did it take for me to graduate oh, high school? boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, four four, four years. years. About, about four, four years. years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that ends. Mm. Oh. And then we see that the bear, uh, that Baron Captain Von Trapp is coming back home. Yeah. And he's not alone, is he? No, he's got the Baroness with him. Baroness Ice Queen mm-hmm. and, and Max, Max yes. is in the back. And Baroness Ice Queen is his lady. She's blonde. And Max is this guy who uh, apparently is not terribly nice. He's one of those guys. Yeah. He's a Louie. He's a Louie. Yeah. He's another Louie. Anything for money, I'm non-committal, whatever. 
And uh, Max says, somewhere in this remote countryside, I'm going to sign the next hit singing group that'll make Max rich. Because apparently he can't open a cupboard drawer without <laughs> finding singing Austrians all over the place. That's what everybody knows Austria for, all the singing. Yeah. And uh, apparently the captain doesn't recognize his own children as they hang from trees, waving at him as he drives down a lane. <laughs> Who are those kids because in that's the trees how much... yelling, hi, father, as we... <laughs> Yeah. Hi, father, it's me. Greta falls on the hood. Ow, the hood is burning. The engine is hot. Father. Get off, Urchin. Get off. Get off, Urchin. one of the local poor children. Just, you know, veer hard right and she'll fall off. There she goes. (laughs) Happens every time I come home. Mm-hmm. And then they get home. They're having drinks. He's wooing the Baroness. And this is where we discover something, Steve. Something I discovered. Oh, what's that? Well, apparently, Georg is very upset about his wife being dead, mm-hmm. and he is a hard-ass mm-hmm. and a disciplinarian and a joyless, um, a mirthless fuckstick. Oh, yes. Except when he's fucking the Baroness and in Vienna. Yeah. Then he's a nice, normal person that jokes around with his friends, enjoying drinks, palling around, schmoozing, being a normal fucking human being. He only reserves the awful behavior... For his surviving family members. <laughs> so fuck him. Fuck him. He's a dick. <laughs> oh, and then Rolf shows up again. Yeah, but... Rolf shows up. Yeah, the, well, because the, the, the cap... Uh, Von Trapp catches Rolf tossing pebbles at the window. He's trying to get Liesl's attention, and Von yeah, Trapp is yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I've got a message for Max. And then he gives him one of them Nazi salutes. Yeah, that kind of lands... With a thud, doesn't it? Like, oh shit! Yeah, boy, that's a boy, that's a cold brace oh, of water right f- there in the middle of your. What did he just say? Happy time movie. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What the fuck did he just throw at me? Did this little? Then he rides up. <laughs> did this little shit just Heil Hitler me? Yeah. And uh, Captain Von Trapp doesn't seem to like that very much for reasons. Yeah. Right. In real life, he never ever liked what they were. They saw a lot of stuff going on when they were traveling. And Captain Von Trapp was like, nope, don't like this. <laughs> also, by the way, guys, Captain Von Trapp, as remembered by his children, was a warm, wonderful man who loved his children a great deal and would make toys for them in his woodshop, uh, rather than as he's depicted here as a cold stone asshole. <laughs> and this is one of the reasons why I don't like this adapted or based on real things, because they basically take this real person a uh, real person that didn't want to join the Nazis, real person that decided, fuck you, Nazis, and left. <laughs> you know, this not-rich guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they turned him into this pile of shit that we're supposed to find nice. Right, Steve? Yeah. Who, but thankfully, the one thing that remains is he doesn't really like Nazis all that much. Yeah, 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 right? absolutely. Actually, he has a, uh, there's a, a nice tense little exchange here between him and Max, where Max is like, you know, Nazis, not Nazis, I don't really give a shit. And Von uh, Trapp is like, oh, you better start giving a shit, you know. Didn't you just come from Germany, asshole? <laughs> yeah, you fucking... You're gonna pretend that you didn't see anything there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, the kids have a boating accident, and they all drown the Oh, end. if only. <laughs> now, they all fall into Vasa, and then they come out, and they meet uh, the Baroness. And and he's like, this is disgraceful. Go change your clothes. And then him and Marie have a fight. And she's like, they need to play. They just want to love you. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I save all of my real emotions for my distant friends. <laughs> 
<laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> pack your shit. Get yeah. out. But before he can say pack your shit, he, he hears the children singing, right? Yes. And he is instantly transformed. <laughs> Instantaneously transformed into another character. <laughs> I almost stopped watching the movie at this yeah. point. I almost, I literally almost did. Because he, he walks in there, and the kids are singing for the Baroness, and he is so touched by the stupid, what song are they singing? Dave? I think they're singing The Sound of Music. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're singing the title song. And then he starts singing, too. Yeah, because he knows it somehow. Yeah, somehow. Oh, my and, favorite song. Uh, and then uh, he sings it with him, and then all the ki- kids hug him. Mm. Because he's he's instantaneously changed into a nice guy, and now he loves his kids again, right? Absolutely. Everything fixed. He was cured by the sound of music. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> and also, by the way, those kids can change clothes real fast. Oh boy, they went they they went right inside and changed. Well, they didn't knew they? that they were going to get the lash if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't become nice daddy yet. Someone was going to hold the poker. Mm. So they had to, you know, get changed super fast. So um, then he says, please don't leave. I didn't mean it. I'm See, I'm changed now. Because that's what happens in movies. I'm a different person. And she's so like, okay. And then we have a puppet show. Oh, yes. We have scene that should have been cut. Wow, and boy, this 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 puppet show advanced the plot, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah, because after so the puppet far show, ahead, it, well, it does advance the plot because after it's over, we learn that Max bought them the puppet show, which is important for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't. It, it, they, I real, I do not understand why this is in the movie. Hey, Steve. Yeah, man. Did you know that there's a puppet show in Austria? Yeah, that is a puppet show of the Sound of Music. Oh, really? Yeah, where they perform the Sound of Music with, with marionette puppets. Oh, and I'd rather include, be watching that. They include the puppet show scene in the marionette show, so it's marionettes using marionettes. It it, it, it just... It, it, no, I can't. I'd, I'd rather watch that. I don't. I wouldn't, unless they were... Uh, the, the only way I'd watch that is if the, everything was on fire. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way, is all the puppets were on fire... Do the puppets know they're on fire? Because they're acting pretty calm. Like, yeah, the puppets have to know they're on fire. <laughs> they know they're on fire, but they're still struggling to finish I, the show. I want the puppets to be made of meat and have skeletons inside of them. <laughs> Set them on fire and see how far they can get before all of the, of the, the strings melt. Oh, and we'll make the strings out of piano wire as well so that they don't oh, melt right oh away. I want to see this. I really, I desperately want to see this this uh-huh. burning meat puppet production of Sound of Music. So the puppet show goes on for uh, most of your college years, yeah. and nothing happens. And then Max wants his kids to perform in the Battle of the Bands or whatever yeah. it's called. And what is Von it called? Trapp, it's uh, the Folk Festival. Okay, yeah. And then they're like, "Who are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get?" And then uh, they give the guitar to uh, the captain, who apparently knows how to play guitar. Well, sure. You learn that in the Navy. And then he sings what, Steve? Oh, he doesn't sing it. Bill does. What does Bill sing? He lip syncs uh, Edelweiss. What happens during Edelweiss, Steve? Oh, well, he he falls in love with Maria. So this is when we start the completely age-inappropriate love with the nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have a moment. They have a shared. They share a glance while he's singing this beautiful song, mm-hmm. and 
the Baroness is over there like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And now we have a party. Yay, a yeah. party. <laughs> Everyone's dancing around, and all the kids are looking at it, watch them dance around, and then Maria's going to teach um, Friedrich how to dance, and he's not any good at it. And then the captain comes out, and they dance, 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 and then Maria gets a lady boner. Oh! And uh, the Baroness is a little um, like, oh, I know what's going on, right? Yeah, she's like, I can tell. Yeah. And then the kids... uh, The kids sing another song. In a scene that would have been like this, good night, everybody, and then they go to bed, we turn it into... 35 minutes of singing. <laughs> yep. Yep. And and they this is just the movie flagrantly taunting us because we're like not even we're not even halfway through the movie and This is these, another kidney punch oh, from the movie. It's another we're not even halfway through and the song Are they're you singing still awake. <laughs> the the song they're singing is so long farewell. How dare you? How dare you sing a song about saying goodbye when you're not even halfway done? Uh, and then uh, the Nazi sympathizer disses the Austrian flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, oh, damn, the Baroness goes upstairs and starts working mind games because they invite Maria to dinner, right? Right, right. And Maria's like, I don't have anything to wear. And the Baroness is like, I'll get you something. And when she's up there, she's like, ooh, guess what? I think you're in love with him, with the with the Baron. And also, I think the Baron kind of thinks he's in love with you, but he can't possibly. And you should go back and be a nun. And Maria's like, you're right, because I feel hot and warm and wet downstairs, and I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> and so she packs up and she leaves. Yeah, right? without without saying goodbye. She just leaves a note. She leaves a note. And it's intermission. And the movie's over. Oh, thank God. No, hey, wait. Steve, did you look at the clock when it was intermission? I didn't. It was 144 minutes. Ooh, no, I'm I, sorry. One hour and 44 minutes. One hour and 44 minutes, yeah. That's a movie. Yes, That's it is. That's a movie. It sure is. Or at least there's and, plenty of time to have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this movie, because nothing fucking happens in it. But anyway, mm. um, so then we have intermission music. Yep. Right? Yep. Right, this is where we get up, we go to the lobby... You with your wife, you fought in a war, goddammit. You fought, you fought in the fucking, in World War Two. you you killed Nops, you fought for freedom. Yeah. And you look out on the street, and you see a bunch of kids, your own kid's age, and your hair is long, and they've got fucking beards, and they're smoking fucking pot. None of them have a job. They keep showing up asking for more and more money. They've moved to San Francisco. They don't even have their own phone. You think they're probably living with about 30 or 40 people. You hope to fucking Christ this is just a fad. And they'll just move back home and finish up school. But right now, no. No matter how many cigarettes or bourbons you you drink, you just can't. You can't get over the fact that your whole life is crashing down. Why? I watched friends die in the war. For what? Oh, second half is starting. Oh, ding, ding. Yeah, Get my they're... fucking bonbons. Hold my goddamn hand, Gloria, because the future is bleak, and this movie's going to make it feel better. <laughs> you heard George's boy died in some place called Hanoi. Shut up! Oh, no! 
They say the Russians will have someone on the moon by next year. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! La 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 la. Can't I just watch this movie about singing people? <laughs> anyway, so where do we start at the beginning of Act? I want to say Act Two. It's more it's like not Act, Act Eight. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out uh, Baroness Ice Queen dislikes the children, and she's going to send them to the boarding school. And yeah. oh yeah, Max is a dick. Uh, yeah. Max hears all of this stuff, and he doesn't really give a fuck. He does not give a... He's completely down with the whole send the children away to boarding school idea, right? Oh, yeah, he doesn't care. He, he's mostly interested in, in hearing them sing. Yeah. He's like, I want to get those kids to sing at the folk festival. Yeah. I want to churn my little calliope and make those monkeys perform. <laughs> oh, that's right. Meanwhile, the kids are like, why did Maria leave? Where did Maria go? So is this like the next day? Uh, yeah, it seems like not that much time has passed. Yeah, I think it's the, the next day, and he's like, look, yeah. she left a note. That's it. Look, I'm going to be I'm gonna fucking her. I'm going to fuck her, and I'm going to fuck the burnus until her vagina explodes. I can't yeah. have children anymore. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> but I wanted to have seven more children. Because I love these ones so much, apparently. Uh, I want new children. <laughs> These children are finished. I want new children. <laughs> so the kids miss Maria so much that, um, hey, Steve, do you remember the singing sequence when Maria went to the Von Trapp place? Mm-hmm. She walked and she walked and she walked into the square and she took a bus and she drove on the bus for a while and yeah. then she got off and she had seemed to like walk it was a long more. way away. Yeah, yeah. All those kids walked over to the abbey like the same day. They're just like, let's go to the abbey. It's right next door. Do do do. They knock on the door <laughs> and they're like, let's see, nuns. <laughs> you want to talk to Maria? And the nuns are like, no, no, you can't. And so then the Reverend Mother calls. Um, Maria into her office and she's like uh, you love the captain? I don't know. The captain loves you. Maybe. I guess. Okay, God, God's now telling me that you need to go and fuck the captain. And she's like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. No, that's okay. I'm going to sing one of the most horribly overblown Ugh. saccharine, treacly bullshit songs ever. From a nun. <laughs> and I'm going to sing it like an opera singer at the very top of my register, and I'm going to belt it out. Uh-huh. She <laughs> sings, climb every mountain, forge every stream. What is it? Fucking do something and something. <laughs> until, yeah, until you find your dreams. Until you yeah. find your dream. Yeah, great. Just like nuns do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what the adventure nuns do. Yeah, the adventure. Oh, fuck it. The adventure nuns have completely different lyrics to that song. Oh, the, anyway, so. We blow up mountains. <laughs> uh, so then. Um, she decides. Uh, that, oh, the children come home. Yeah. And the captain interrogates the children for what seems like goes on for fucking ever. 
Yeah, yeah, they have. He's like, a, where did you go? And the children are like, we are going to tell you, Papa. And he's like, you're going to tell me? No, we won't tell you. Will we, Grandpa? No, Lisa, we won't. I'm like, just fucking get on with it. I know. Like, and he grabs the youngest one. I don't one. care about your exaggerated lie about picking blueberries. <laughs> he grabs the youngest one, sticks a pistol in her mouth, cocks the hammer. Just tell you, me where I you think, were. Where the fuck were you? So where tell the fuck me, were you? If you were picking blueberries all afternoon, where are the fucking blueberries? <laughs> I want the blueberries now. If he ate them, isn't it too early in the year? You know what? We need the character. We need the character from uh, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> fuck. I can't remember the name. Glorious bastards. To conduct the interrogation of these children. Oh, oh, yeah, the the Christoph Waltz character. The Christoph, he's yeah. just sitting in a chair, drinking some milk. All the other children are crowded around the other end of the table. <laughs> Where are the blueberries? <laughs> he would be, you know, I very much like a blueberry tort with my milk. <laughs> I would love to have some blueberries. <laughs> Do you know where there are any here? <laughs> You told your father, the captain, you had been picking blueberries all day. <laughs> Where are they? I can't. I can't, Steve. I can't. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Good. We just made the movie better. Let's yeah. keep going. Anyway, so, uh, they're like, they're like, I'm sorry, I'm having a, a pet emergency on my lap. Aww. The cat's up here and the dog. Cat doesn't <laughs> want the dog. All right. Stop talking about the sound of music, Daddy. <laughs> You're you hurt. You hurt. You hurt. <laughs> Let us make you feel better. <sighs> so, um, so the kids they they say shut up, stop feeling bad about Maria and sing. Yeah. So the kids they start singing my favorite things again. Do no, I thought no. They thought they started singing the hills are alive. Oh, did they? No, I think they're singing my favorite things. I thought. I think they're. Yeah, they are. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, and then and then and and, and magically, <laughs> my ability to tell one event from another is breaking down. Everything's <laughs> bleeding into each other. And then magically, Maria is there because apparently she made it from town to the house even quicker than the kids did. Oh yeah, she did. Because <laughs> they just got back, and there I'm, she is. Yeah, and I'm like, yippee, <laughs> and um. Then Maria comes back and she says, I'm only sticking around until another governess shows up or whatever. Yeah. And the captain's like, yay. And then the captain breaks up with the baroness, right? Yeah, well, yeah, the the baroness catches him looking at Maria from the balcony. And she's like, yeah. all right, I'm out of here. I'm done, okay? There are other guys, and at least my vagina doesn't have to explode with them. Get it? There's high-ranking SS officers who I'm sure are going to give me a long and happy life back in Germany. Yep. No way that could go wrong. <laughs> so, uh, she leaves. Um, Maria's down at the gazebo. The love gazebo. <laughs> the gazebo of lies, as it is known uh -huh. locally. Yes. And uh, then the captain and Maria fuck or something. I, I don't know. They, they 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 fuck with song. They fuck with they, yeah. They they sing. They sing. They sing at each other. Mm -hmm. And you try to keep out of your head. She's twenty two. He's forty seven. She's twenty two. He's forty seven. <laughs> She's a fucking virgin. He's twenty. He's forty seven years old. <laughs> 
Who yep. knows how many fucking venereal diseases he picked up in Vienna? Oh, oh, he's Fuck he was a me. sailor. He was he in was the a Navy. sailor. <laughs> and then they kiss and the kiss and the kiss and the kiss and the kiss, and then they sing and then they dance a bit and then that's it, right? They're done. We're, we're done. We're done. They have to get married still, though. Oh. Yeah, so then she goes back to the abbey and they get married and then the church and the nuns are singing a reprise of what do you do with a girl like Maria and apparently what you do is you marry her off to a rich husband. And can I just say how delightful I found it that the nuns for some reason were forced to watch the wedding from behind a barred gate? Look at what you <laughs> like, cannot have. You married Christ. This is what you get. <laughs> they, like, they're like pushed up against the. They should gate. have shown the abbess behind the behind the bars, weeping, singing under her breath, "Climb every mountain." Suit up, adventure nuns. It's time for another mission. Suit up, adventure nuns. I have to get my we mind We have to make that a thing, I dude. To, I must throw my mind back into my work. <sighs> okay, so... Um, so they get married, yay. Yeah, they yeah, but uh-oh, Nazis. Where uh-oh. did they come from? They weren't invited to the wedding. But now they're all over the place. Yeah. And they're like, we've sent many telegrams to the captain and... He hasn't responded. Our feelings are a little bit hurt. And he's like, he's on his honeymoon. Leave him alone. He left for a month. You had seven children. You'd leave for a month, too, wouldn't you? Yeah, he might not ever come back. He's got to deflower that 22-year-old he just married. Yeah, like, come on. You, can you blame him for not gonna hurt. keeping in touch gonna with his kids? Lot. <laughs> she's gonna cry a lot. He's got to cram a baby in her. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. He's a brown shirt now. Mm. Yay, he's achieved his dream. Isn't Good that old great Rolf. Steve. Yeah. Good old Rolf Ratzenberger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and he he uh he gives Liesel a telegram and he says, Give this to your father as soon as you see him. And she's like, But what about love? And he's like, I love I love Hitler now. Bye. <laughs> and she's like, Oh no. I love the fatherland. Mm-hmm. And then they get home from their honeymoon. Actually, he came home early, right? Yeah. And, and in real life, the Nazis did want him to resume his commission. They sent him several uh they sent him several uh, letters yeah. saying, "Please." And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay." That's it. <laughs> That's it. No Nazis showed up at the door. No one tried to round him up. No one tried to force him because uh hey, guess what? Forcing people into military service doesn't really work all that good. <laughs> If he doesn't want to be a Nazi, who are we to make him a Nazi? Yeah, I mean, after all, if he doesn't, maybe he has children and stuff, and we're not going to make him. Hey. We're not all bad, are we? <laughs> we are going, bad. <laughs> we're going to respect his personal choice. Look, what? he's German, so we leave him alone. Exactly. We will take it out on Poland. Mm-hmm. And you. Why me? <laughs> you know why. <laughs> stole my schnitzel with noodles. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, shit. I have that in my head now. Oh, no. <laughs> Kill me, please. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah. um, I just wrote more pointless shit. 
Yeah. That's what I wrote here. Well, yeah, it's I on mean, my they, notes. The, the the captain he the, oh. he 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 rips down the Nazi flag, which is yeah. Cool. That's the only thing he's ever do, that does in the movie that I like. Yeah, he tears up the Nazi flag. He and while they've been gone, Max has convinced the kids to sing at the folk festival, but the captain doesn't want them to. Yeah, he's like, they're not. I haven't changed that much. Yeah, yeah. and then we get a, and then uh, Liesel goes to her mom. Remember, her mom is six her years mom, older than her. Yes. And she's like, I don't know, I love shit. And then we get a reprise of my least favorite song in human history. Yep. Sixty Goyas, Evitate. And then the Nazis, I guess, send another telegraph saying, we really want him. Please be a Nazi, please. We're going to take you if you don't, because that works good, right? <laughs> and the captain We're going to take someone who doesn't want to serve, make him a captain, and put him in one of our U-boats. <laughs> yeah, That's <no>. smart, right? <laughs> yeah. No way that could backfire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so he's he, like, hey, we'll leave tonight. Yeah. Just like it did in real life. We're getting out of here. I'm not dropping it. Fuck it. Fuck it. The real life story of these people is more interesting. Well, it, it it very often is. Yeah, that's true. Especially because okay, so, they're not stopping every five minutes to sing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so they're sneaking out. They they got the traveling clothes on. They're pushing the car out so that no one will hear the car, right? Right. But, uh-oh, the Nazis are there. <laughs> Nazis! And they're like, hey, come on, pal. We're just out for... We're just pushing the car because of one star. None. We're just, uh, you know, we're just going out. We're go- we're finally drowning my children. Right, kids? Yeah, Papa. <laughs> no, we can't yeah, wait. See? <laughs> we finally get to die. <laughs> you guys are all about that, right? Killing children, you filthy fucking Nazis. I fucking hate you. You filthy. <laughs> 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 what was that you said? Nothing. Nothing. You Oh, anyway, um, uh, we're going. Where are we going? He tells them they're they're gonna go. They're well, they're gonna go sing at the folk festival. The that's family, right. the Von Trapp family singers. Yeah, that's right. The traveling, the traveling singers. Get that right, goddammit. The traveling singers. We're going there, and that's why we wear with traveling clothes. Yeah. And also something how we're going to get all nine of us into this car. Yeah. <laughs> How are they doing that again, Steve? I think a few of them are riding on the roof. I think some of them are going to be underneath riding it all with the belt. See? (laughs) Like MacGyver sneaking into a military base. That's right, baby. Just like in Cape Fear. So we're... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Excuse me. So, uh, go to the concert. And they sing every song that's been in the movie, right? Oh, they sure do. Uh, but now they're singing it to Nazis. Yeah, so it's different. It's a little different. And um, then they sing, and then they they say goodbye, because he says, I'm going to go join, I've got to go join yeah. the Nazis. And they make I'm... it seem like all of Austria is like, no, Nazis, no, we hate it, no. Yeah, please, not the Nazis. Please, no, don't, oh, no. We hate them. Please don't come here and set up, you know, vast houses or anything. I don't don't let Himmler take over your house as a field, <laughs> as a field station. That'd be bad for us with all the monies. <laughs> we hate it, right? That's yeah. what we'll say forever. 
Anyway, they leave. Yeah, they sing so long farewell, and as they leave well, the stage, uh, yeah, they one leave, by and one, then they, they announce all of the winners. Yeah, because we're really invested in this. And then they announce that they won. <gasps> but they're not and, there anymore. They left. Yeah. And he's like, Stoffel, save her away. The children and the woman. Oh, no. They've disappeared like ninja. <laughs> I am terrified that it is the Adventure Nuns. Oh, no. Not the Adventure Nuns. We're not oh prepared God, for this. Oh, my God. This ending needed the Adventure Nuns. Holy shit. Oh. Anyway, so running around, running around, running around. They hide in a cemetery. Yeah. No, they go to the convent. They they go to the yeah to the convent and they hide in the cemetery. They hide I guess, in like, the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Ralph shows up. Ralph, he goes, "Go, children. I'll deal with Ralph." And then he walks up to Ralph, takes his gun, and breaks his neck. Oh, kisses if only. On his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, we get to see what a horrible judge of character Captain Von Trapp is. Yeah, because he takes the gun, and what does he say to Rolf? He says to Rolf, you'll never be one of them. And the and, next second, Rolf stooges him out. Rolf's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> They're over here, fellow Nazis. Yeah, let me blow my Nazi whistle. Oh, shit. And that's when he do, should do. have shot Rolf like 80 times. Yeah, but he couldn't, But he I didn't. Guess. He runs away. Uh-huh. And now we have a car chase almost. Yeah. Be- but uh, thankfully, the Nazi cars don't work because the Adventure Nuns sabotage the cars. Yes, thanks to the Adventure Nuns. They rip the parts right out, directly out of the engines with no tools. <laughs> with their bare hands. <laughs> this looks important. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, with no food, uh-huh. water, or shelter, nope. the Von Trapps hike 200 miles from Salzburg yep. to Switzerland somehow. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And what's playing as we we helicopter shot away from the family as they climb over the mountains? Would would that be climb every mountain? Yeah, boy, that's kind of on the nose, isn't it? A little bit. And then the movie dies. Yes. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Please remember, we hated being occupied by the Nazis. Oh, the Nazis sucked so bad, right? We really, really hated it, wink. (laughs) Right, Switzerland? (laughs) Yeah, we hated it too. We really hated taking all your money. Uh, We were neutral. We were completely, (laughs) did not take a side. (laughs) I mean, after all, how do you calculate the worth of a filling? That was very hard for us. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> Give us a break. We need to talk to somebody, Steve. <laughs> mm. We need to, well, we need to talk to the people that made this movie. We weren't even alive and we don't forgive. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what you did was wrong. We're like the Ellis and Null Ellis from fucking... <laughs> okay, that that is a too deep a pull from Deep Space Nine for our audience even... <laughs> What in the fuck is he talking about? Uh. <laughs> anyway. <coughs> all right, Steve. Yes. Now that it's all done, said mm-hmm. and over with, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this musical classic, this movie that will live on forever in the hearts and minds of everyone, The Sound of Music? Well, you know, it reminds me, and in the spirit of this movie, I would like to share a brief pointless story. Um, oh, goody. 
It reminded me actually of there was see I had I, my best friend in high school lived in a he, his family had a house it was a little bit out in the country a little bit out away from from everything but it was, it just so happened that it was just within the delivery radius of this Chinese restaurant so one day we were over at his house hanging out and we decided we wanted Chinese food so we call for the Chinese food the the guy on the phone is a little dubious about delivering to the address because it's really far from the restaurant it's just barely inside the delivery radius but eventually they agree they take our order like an hour later the delivery guy shows up and he's walking up to the front stoop and we're there at the door waiting for him he's carrying the bags of chinese food he looks exhausted and as he gets up to the stoop and hands us our food he says too far to drive and those were the words that i that i heard in my head when we got to the end of the sound of music i heard that delivery driver say too far to drive this movie is so long and the ending <laughs> the ending is just and it's, then they get away. It's a fart, isn't it? It's yeah. a little fart. And I thought that was we went way too far for that to be the ending of this movie. And then they got away and they mm-hmm. just walked over the mountains. They just <laughs> they just skipped into Switzerland and everything was fine. Yep. That's and to, I mean it's not it's not when when I complain about a long movie, it's not that I have any like necessary objection to a long movie because I love some long movies, but it would be so easy for this movie to be two hours long. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't need to be three hours long. This movie is three hours long because it's so incredibly self indulgent. And yep. because it, I guess the attitude is, well, they bought their tickets. I guess that means they have all fucking day. Mm-hmm. We might as well just keep them here for three hours, whether we need three hours to tell the story or not. And everything from the opening shot, which feels like it takes way too long to get where it's going, to let's sing this song. Okay, let's have a reprise of this song. Okay, let's sing it for a third. How many times does the dude sing Edelweiss in this fucking movie? I think it's only two, but it feels like about six. Because and the songs repeat. They they. It's yeah. not like the second verse is is anything different it's it's basically a reprise on top of yeah. a reprise yeah exactly and the do re mi song could technically be sung forever because it is number one completely unrelated to the plot yeah. and it just goes on forever the the lyrics are nonsensical and don't apply itself to the storyline so you could just keep singing it fucking forever and i've heard people do it oh yeah exactly and like you said i mean has nothing to do with the story, has nothing to do with the plot, has nothing to do with the characters. It's a song that could have been sung by anyone. It's not mm-hmm. specifically a Maria song. You yeah, know, it could and, have been a woodcarver, a woodcutter out yeah. in the forest. Oh, a dear, a theme. <laughs> in fact, I would have pre- would have appreciated it so that I would get a sense of connection with the town that they live yeah. in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's way too you know, long. Some of the non-rich people. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's way too long. The acting, especially from Julie Andrews, who I have absolutely nothing against. I think, in, in a oh way, boy. in a in a way, <laughs> in a way, I admire Julie Andrews because she, for for whatever else I can say about her performance in this movie, she is absolutely committed. When she's walking down that lane, singing that song about confidence and mugging and clowning and swinging that guitar case around, it's so awful. 
but she is there 100%. She has mm-hmm. committed to that character and she is going for it. And I admire that in any performer. I just wish that she had more material to work with than this. Um, because I, I feel, I mean, and obviously most people who see the movie disagree with me. They think that she's great, but I feel bad for her because she's committed to that level to material that requires her to mug and clown and, and act like, you know, she's a, she, she's like a, a caricature of a silent movie actor in like a terrible mm-hmm. silent movie melodrama. She's and, not the only one. Oh, the, oh, the kids, the kids are terrible like that. Um, Liesel is the worst of all. Oh, Liesel is, is so broad and so big with everything. She has that scene when, when, when her and uh, Rolf have their scene in the gazebo and, Oof, the, yeah, and that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah. And the big choreography <laughs> move is her running around the benches while he holds her hand. Uh-huh. We were watching the movie, and when we got to that scene, my wife said, oh, just like a trained elephant. <laughs> it's just, it's like, what are they doing? And and some of the scenes, like spe- specifically like the gazebo scene, the 16 going on 17, and but a couple of the other ones as well. I don't know. It feels like... I wish like... that the second gazebo scene had been a reprise of that song <laughs> with 47 going on 48. Exactly. And 22 going, going on, on 23. 23 yes. But like... So many of the songs, and I know that I'm, I'm probably in a minority in saying this because this movie is beloved by a lot of people. But from where I was sitting watching it, it felt like these were these were scenes and songs that were written in order for people to perform them, not for people to watch them. Because I can imagine if you're like a musical theater nerd and you grow up just you and you just love musical theater and you want to get on stage and belt out a song and dance and you know, like you would love that scene. You would love performing that scene because there's so much to do and it's such a big song and you get to throw yourself mm-hmm. into it. Not the least bit of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's so dull and so repetitive. And the and the lyrics, as you pointed out, are so cringe-inducing. It's just awful. But I can imagine if all you care about is the thrill of performance, that would be a mm-hmm. great scene to perform. That would be a rush to perform. But it's no fun to watch. One last thing that I want to complain about is that after the intermission in the second half of the movie, it's like the movie completely forgets that Maria is the main character. Maria, oh, yeah. Maria virtually vanishes from the movie after she gets married. Oh, she, yeah, of course. I mean, it, she's gone. It's like, wasn't she the main character? Isn't she the thread that ties this whole thing together? It's not like Not anymore. Not anymore. And it, so it, it not only is it long, not only is it repetitive and full of songs that don't need to be there and don't need to be there as often as they are, but it, it's narratively disjointed, where after mm-hmm. Maria gets... It's like Maria gets married, so her story is basically over, but then we hang around for another hour... Because we need to get the rest of it in, even though yeah. they don't find any they, like it, 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 the Nazi stuff is important. I don't think the Nazi stuff should have necessarily been cut out, but it mm-hmm. should have been done. M- Maria still should have been centered in it somehow because this should be her story. Um, yep. And it's like they just like, OK, Maria's married. So now she's just going to be another member of the of the cast and she's not going to yeah. be any more important than anybody else and whatever. Well, no, so, now it's Captain. It's Captain Von Trapp's movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, he, he even gets scenes that should belong to other people. Like that scene mm-hmm. between him and Rolf, that should have been Liesel and Rolf. Once they're married, they don't argue about anything ever again. No, they're, they don't. They they don't even seem to have much of a relationship. <laughs> like it's just okay. They're married. Well, now, we don't really have it. time, do we? They fall no. in love. They immediately get married. They're gone for a month. The day they come back, they leave. Yeah. The day they come back from the honeymoon, they're gone. They're, they leave. They're, yeah. they're fleeing Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I have to, it. 
I won't say that I hated the movie. Like when I while I was sitting watching it, I didn't actively hate it, but I am baffled by how beloved and popular it is because I don't think that it's anywhere close. It's it's not even really a good movie, let alone a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much wrong with it. There's so much wrong with it that seems like it would have been so easy to fix in the edit or even like in the script edit. Like, okay, we don't mm-hmm. need this. We don't need this. You know. So no, nope. I that that that's what I think. What do you think? Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. Um, I understand that it's a classic. There's nothing we can do about that. Would I choose it to be a classic? No. Are there other better uh, musicals out there? Oh, yeah, there are. <laughs> <clears throat> what bothers me about this film... Well, t- there are several tiers to the things that bother me about this film. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's run at them one at a time. Number one, it has the gall to say that it's based on a true story. Oh. It kind of is. I wasn't lying when I said that the real true story about the Von Trapp family is more interesting than what they put in this film. Yeah. What actually happened to them as portrayed in this movie occurred over a period of 10 years. Um, Maria Von Trapp, the real Maria, um, wasn't in love with him. He, he, he openly, this warm, um, wonderful man to his, to his children, who was going through financial hard times, um, asked her to marry him. She said no, went back to the Abbey. The Abbey pushed her towards him. And though she said yes, but she said yes because she was in love with the children. She openly admitted that she was in love with the children. And then grad, they said, we had a very strong friendship, and I grew to love him over the years, which is not uncommon for that time period. Right. Marriage for love is a new thing, guys. Get used to that. <laughs> but what's more interesting is that because of their financial hardships, they then developed the Von Trapp family singers. They tour around. And what's more interesting is as they tour into Germany, the father, who is a warm person, not this monster man that we're introduced at the beginning of the movie, this warm kind-hearted man sees what's happening and takes a look at what's where, where Austria is headed and says we've got to leave. I have seven children. I'm not going to serve the Nazis. Admirable qualities, right? Yeah. Admirable qualities. Turned into a cartoon for this film. Okay? So, they get all of the history wrong. Fine. That happens almost every time Hollywood decides to, decides to adapt anything. It is completely and totally brutalized. Alright, fine. Maybe I should let that go. Okay, how's the, how's the story that's that we're given? It's a short one. It's not terribly long. <laughs> it not not a whole lot happens. A governess from a from you know uh, they get a new governess. She comes in. She meets the kids. She teaches them. You know they get to play. Blah blah. The, the guy falls in love with her. They get married, and then they have to flee the Nazis. The end. There's not much there. Yeah. The problem is is the core story. The core story is very weak. And the characters themselves. I mean, I reached the end of this movie realizing I know little to nothing about the central characters other than the kind of veneer that the musical allows me to see. Right. I have no idea who Maria is or even really what she wants. In fact, she doesn't really seem to know what she wants either. At one moment she wants to be a nun and she doesn't want to leave the nunnery. Then once she's outside of the outside of the gates, she's got confidence. Oh good, she's got confidence now. From where? I don't know. She's singing about it though. Why is she confident now? I have no idea. She goes she sings her way all the way to the thing and then she meets the children and coincidentally the, the 
<laughs> okay, so I, I <laughs> why does she fall in love with the captain? He's a, Steve, can he's, you answer me that question? Why why does she fall in love with him? Because he sings a pretty song. Because he sings Edelweiss? He sings Edelweiss. It's a really pretty song, and he sings it, and she's like, I love him. Okay, great. Why does he fall in love with her? She's young and beautiful, and he's like, I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great, I'm glad that we got that established. It's hard to tell, because they they don't really have, like, they they don't have very many scenes together before they're in love. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have, that's the amazing part. They don't have a whole lot of scenes together, do they? No. Before they're, they're fucking each other, and then the movie's over. I mean, assume I assume that's what happened during the honeymoon. But the you don't know. Is, yeah, the problem is, is that for a movie that takes its good goddamn time to tell a story, I walk away not knowing who any of the characters are, and by the end, not really giving a fuck. And the unfortunate part about that is, is that, that if the if the movie has not convinced me to care about these characters by the time the movie's over, I realize that I'm not caring about who are people who are supposed to be real people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's the fault of the the form of the genre, right? Because the genre has a definite form to it, and. Her character, the Julie Andrews character, is the ingenue, the the primary love interest, supposedly the central character, right? Supposedly. Supposedly, until it's convenient that she's not, um, or until she loses all autonomy and becomes a becomes a wife, right? If you want to read it that way. Um, but I don't know anything about. See, there's a problem in other musicals when characters sing; they're singing things about themselves, right? Oh about who they are and what they want. When these characters sing, they're not doing either one of them, and they won't stop singing. (laughs) Other than Liesl, do any of the other kids have anything? Yeah, no. Other than their their ages. Well, she's the youngest one. (laughs) They're kind of adorable, and she doesn't talk briefly when we first meet her, but then she starts talking. Right? Yeah. But each other, all the other kids are exactly like all the other kids. Maybe they have a couple of little lines in there that might differentiate them. In fact, they have to step forward when they line up to say what it is about them that's their defining characteristic for the sake of the audience that may forget who's named what and which one is who. <laughs> right. I mean, Friedrich steps forward and says, what does he say? I'm incorrigible? Yeah. We never see any evidence of that, do we? No, he doesn't come across as incorrigible at all. No, not at all. He doesn't come across as anything, really. No, all of them are just one, you know, bland, weak strain of vanilla smeared across the the, the screen. So I will. I'll say, um, Vienna's not Vienna. Austria is pretty, isn't it? Salzburg's Ooh. pretty. Yeah, it's a gorgeous place. Boy, does the cinematographer lean heavily on that because he doesn't give us anything else. Nothing here is shot well or interestingly. Nothing here is shot with any idea of, you know, a a good cinematographer um, is part of the narrative, whether you know it or not. Yeah. The way they establish the shots, the way the shots are, this is center frame, you know. Get wide enough so you can see people dance. Get tight enough so you can see them talk. Get tight enough so you can see them sing. Center, shot, reverse shot. Oh, boy. Boy, is this boring, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Why don't you pan back far enough so that we can tell that the inside of the mansion is a set? <laughs> They're missing a wall, aren't they? Uh huh. I guess so. It's weird. So if I if I'm not engaged with the characters, 
I mean, everyone knows the songs to this fucking movie, right? Ugh. And if and the, here's the here's the other problem: these songs were the last kinds of songs that were written because songs in a musical had a dual purpose. Do you know what that dual purpose was, Steve? What was the dual purpose? To be in a musical and also get played on the radio. Oh shit. So they couldn't be too character specific. They couldn't be. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys a better example for those of you who aren't ancient like me. When Disney makes its little musical cartoon things, the mo the majority of the songs are specific to the character and what the character is going through. Right? You know, I will show you the world. Blah blah blah. Right. They have that version that's in the movie, and then they have the pop star version right. that has been changed to be non-specific about the characters, events, and places in the in the film. Right. Right. That's the pops. That's how they fix that little the, that little problem. So that way they can still tell a story narratively and have songs in it that don't make you want to rip your goddamn ears off and cram them right up your butt. <laughs> because that's what happens in this. I don't mind if you have songs. If it's a musical, this thing could have been done terribly different. And be engaging if I gave a damn about the characters. And yes, I could give a damn about the characters if the songs that the characters were singing lent me any insight into who those people are. Yeah. That's what turns a three and a half hour movie that I can sit through and enjoy into a three and a half hour movie that feels like I'm falling into a black hole. <laughs> and that's my problem with this one. So Steve, classic or not classic? I'm going to go not classic. Me too! Fuck you, people who say it is! <laughs> sorry, Grandma. I'm sorry, Grandma. Get back in the grave. It's okay. It's okay. Wow. You still have it. You it's really, all right, Grandma. You really what? pissed off Grandma. She's coming out of the grave. It's <laughs> like, oh, why'd you say? You? They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> that was comforting when your mother was photographed naked at Woodstock. God damn it. Go watch your fucking modern movies with your nudity and your swearing. <laughs> your father can't possibly drink any more bourbon. <laughs> this movie was all I had. Alright, Steve, now's the time where we recommend a film. Recommend a goddamn film. I'm gonna re- actually I'm gonna I'm kinda pleased with this recommendation of mine this this time. I, I Oh, came... there's nothing better no. than self satisfied Steve. I came because it's a movie that I think a lot of people probably don't know about. It's a movie that I complete, okay. it's a movie that I completely forgot about until I was looking up things to give me ideas for what to recommend. Um mm-hmm. it's a movie that is the only real connection that it has to the sound of music is it also stars Christopher Plummer. Um, well, go f- yay. Yeah. Hey, hey, here's the thing I didn't go over oh, in yeah. the thing. Performances are okay. There's no major clunkers except for the kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like we said, Liesel is way over-exaggerated, and you can tell that this is Julie Andrews' third movie. <laughs> and actually, Plummer is pretty good. Plummer's not I bad. I have to say, Plummer's, he's okay. He's, I mean, yeah. he does what he can with the character, because it's not <clears throat> very consistently written from one scene to no. the next, but... He must have been asking for motivation constantly. Yeah. Why am I doing this now? <laughs> uh, God, just find your mark and say the lines, please. Yes, but why am I in love with her? Uh, just, <laughs> just say the lines. <laughs> uh, you modern actors. <laughs> Wait, I love my children now? When did this happen? Just say what's in the script. God. <laughs> I don't care. Just pretend. <laughs> Robert, Robert. Robert. <laughs> now, I made the mistake of reading the biography on the Van Trapp family. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
I... And there's uh, at least 900 notes that I have before we begin. <laughs> it's just the, the script page. You can't even see the dialogue. <laughs> it's just written over in red ink. Like <laughs> A lot of it is why Ooh. with exclamation points and Ooh. question marks. Lots of question marks on that page. It's never good. When an actor hands a director According a script to the page. children, she was fit to pro. She was prone to fits of anger, <sighs> and that they had to weather her anger like it was a storm. <laughs> Are we seeing that in the movie? Because that's interesting. That's something I can work with. Yeah, right. Christopher, please just, just hit your mark and say the lines, please. <laughs> just please, please mouth the mouth the lyrics to the song. Uh, <laughs> we want to go home <laughs> and ineffectually strum on this on this guitar that you can't play, please. <laughs> I actually, we I I distracted you. No, Thanks. it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, but the, the movie I'm recommending is a film that all, that also stars Christopher Plummer. It's from 1979, and it is a Sherlock Holmes film. Oh, dear Lord. With Christopher Plummer as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And it is not based on one of the Conan Doyle stories. No. It's an original story. Oh, those are always good. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about original Sherlock Holmes stories, especially ones that were written like in the 60s and 70s. For some reason, everybody wanted to write about Sherlock Holmes chasing Jack the Ripper. I know. Everybody like wanted to do natural. it. He's the Joker to Sherlock's Batman. Come on! Yeah, so this is one of those. There were about 50 of them. Uh, but this is one of those. It's called Murder by Decree. And, oh, boy. And it stars it stars uh, Christopher Plummer as, mm-hmm. as Holmes. And um, it also... St- and James Mason is the other big star in it as, as Watson. Mm-hmm. And, and John Gilgood is in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donald Sutherland. It's got a really, really, really good cast. Oh, um, I see. Holmes. <laughs> exactly. You can, you can just picture, even if you haven't seen it, you know what James oh, Mason is. Oh, I'm James Ma- uh, John Watson. <laughs> but why does he only kill prostitutes? Um, why but- are we assuming that it's a man, Holmes? Why can't it be a woman? Women are capable of murder, don't you think? Well, my dear Watson, I'm as misogynistic as the next man, but... But couldn't it be a nurse? A surgical nurse, perhaps? <laughs> look, Watson, you've been pitching it's a woman for weeks now. I don't... But look, I have all of this evidence no, collected. Please, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. It was a man. Uh, man. Men do all the interesting things. Oh, look, Holmes, it's heroin o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Time for my 7% solution. Oops, mentioned a better film. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, yay. so yeah, it's yeah. That's it. If if you want to see a Christopher Plummer movie, and you want, it's not a great movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's a fun sort of lark. Like, hey, it's Christopher Plummer as Sherlock Holmes, and he's chasing Jack the Ripper. The Jack the Ripper plot is kind of similar to what the plot turns out to be in From Hell, which was a great mm-hmm. comic book written by Alan Moore that was made into a very mediocre film. It was um, a great fucking comic oh, the, bible. Yeah, it was yeah, oh, written by Alan Moore. Yeah, it's like a million pages, but it's really good. Um, but anyway, so yeah. <laughs> That's my that's my recommendation. If you want to see Christopher Plummer look like he's having a slightly better time than he's having in in The Sound of that's Music, true. Uh, check out Murder by Decree, an overlooked but quite fun Sherlock Holmes pastiche. So there you go. Well, unlike Steve, I don't I don't I don't recommend the popular pablum like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's moments like these when it comes to recommendations that I like to stretch my my cinematic uh, cinematic acumen a little bit. Indeed. Indeed. And I also like to choose a movie from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed. Right, Steve? Yes, you do. And in a weird way, this is more of a Steve recommendation. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> because it's a bummer. Oh, boy. So, um, unless you haven't guessed, 1965 was a piece of shit year for movies. <laughs> and so, uh, as I was perusing through the list of movies that came out in 1965, there was a movie there that I absolutely loved, hadn't seen in a while, and thankfully I got to watch again because I think, the whole, yeah, the whole thing's on YouTube. And so, just for that, I watched it, had a good cry, and it washed away all the awfulness that was The Sound of Music <laughs> in a weird way. The movie that I'm going to recommend is a 1965 Czech-Slovak production Ooh. called The Shop on Main Street. Ooh. Now, this is the film that won um, Best Foreign Language Film. The Oscar. Don't give a fuck about that. It's still a good movie. <laughs> and um, it was directed by Jan Kadar and Alan, uh, Elmar Klose. No, yeah, Elmar Klose. Starring Ida Kaminska and Josef Kroner. And it uh, takes place in during the war, um, in which a very mild-mannered Slovak man is assigned as the Aryan handler of a uh, elderly Jewish, nearly deaf kind of out of it mentally not you know i mean she's still has her wits about her to a certain extent um but a jewish shopkeeper um because this was during the aryanization of the czech republic and i don't even think it was called the czech republic at the time i can't remember what it's called and it's basically this story about this man who is um supposed to watch over this uh, old jewish shopkeeper and they develop a relationship and a friendship and it's great and it makes you cry <laughs> like a fucking baby at the end because guys it's about a jewish person in during the holocaust guess where it goes uh -oh. because it's bad it's not happy this is the anti anti sound of music movie <laughs> but it's a good movie it's in black and white it's so good so if you guys go find it go see it the shop on main street i i know it had a different name when it was released in england it is a beautiful little forgotten masterpiece of a film that talks about things and gives you the characters and 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 situation. Have you ever seen it, Steve? I have not. I've heard of You're it. You're a bad man. I haven't seen it. I don't it. know why I host this show with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I couldn't remember Penny from Lost in Space, and now I haven't seen this. <laughs> I know. What's going on with you? Uh, why don't you even keep you I'm, around? I'm so drunk. I'm just <laughs> so drunk right now. <sighs> hey, and that's it. Hey, Steve. Yeah. What are we yeah, going to tell people what to watch the next time? Yeah, what are we going to do next? Because I don't even... And since I've completely stopped asking you, yeah. <laughs> because usually you go, oh, oh let's see. Uh, how about Ang Lee's Hulk? And I'm like, for the millionth time. <laughs> Stop it. Stop, <laughs> Stop pitching Hulk. We're not doing Hulk. <laughs> it's, number one, it's not a classic. And then you cry for a good 15 minutes. <laughs> then when I compose myself and I come back. And as soon as you come back, I say, and it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You leave again. <laughs> I say, I hate you. I hate you. I'm never speaking to you again. I unfollow you on <laughs> Skype. And then and then eventually I, I, I re-add you, know you and we talk again. And... It, it's part of the same Marvel Cinematic Universe as the first Daredevil yes. movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a shared universe that would be interesting to revisit after like 20 years. Like the, 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 the universe where all of the failed Marvel movies take place. <laughs> 
No, there's a movie that we haven't. Uh, this is a genre of film that we haven't done for a while. Okay, I think we should do, and also a director that we need to revisit because I'm not certain if I completely hate him or not. And I'm starting to think that I dislike his movies. Oh boy, not all of them, but a lot of them. I can't wait. The movie that we're going to review next time is World War Two. Ooh, and a bunch of guys gotta go and find another guy. Oh, <laughs> gotta go find another guy, huh? That's right. Then have sex with them. Oh. The movie we're going to... <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, boy. I say, the movie we're going to review is a little movie called Saving Ryan's Privates. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not doing that movie. That's not but it. But we're doing another one called, and a lot of people say this, the most accurate and greatest World War II movie ever made. Right, Steve? That's, that's what a lot of people say. How do you feel about that statement, Steve? I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know if I agree I with all of that. I think there's a good 45-minute chunk that's pretty good. Yeah. Right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right before Steve goes, ah, I gotta, this, no, it's gotta have a good, yeah. I, no. <laughs> it's, it's the part of the movie, if you saw it in the theater, it's the part of the movie where all the old people were crying. Yeah, all the old people either left or started crying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you thought, why did they make this movie? Why are we putting these people through this? <laughs> why did you make my grandpa sad? Uh-huh. Keeps rubbing his shoulder. You know, yeah. the part that has the big divot in it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Spielberg. Thanks, Saving Private Ryan. That's right, we're going to do Saving Private Ryan, right, Steve? Yeah, buddy. So if you want to get all of our World War II jokes... Because <laughs> I, 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 you didn't get enough in this one. <laughs> I bet it's going to get pretty dark in the next episode. You think so? I, I wouldn't put it past us. <laughs> then please watch Saving Private Ryan. And uh, we're done. Yes. Right, Steve? Thank goodness. Oh, thank gosh. All right, everybody. For late seating, this has been Jason Harding. And go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. And remember, somewhere out there is a lady who I think will never be a nun. That's a lot of ladies. Yeah. Can you give me any leads? I know I just broke up with you, but come on. <laughs> That's a lot of ladies. That could, that could be the housekeeper. She's never going to be a nun. Do you want me to marry the housekeeper? She. I mean, she will never be a nun. Okay, Go let me call it. her down. Could call her up. <laughs> hey, oh, yes. Um, Fraulein never bothered to name. <laughs> Frau housekeeper. <laughs> Are you barren? Can I marry you? Yeah, I would give Frau you. I would give you no babies. She's Frau Hamanaka Frau. Oh, well, okay. Oh, wait. You don't mean my own children. None of my children will become nuns. Well, except for maybe Klaus. <laughs> Klaus. Klaus will have a long and eventful life. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it. It's two hours. We God. can't go on forever ad-libbing to this awful movie. Oh, we're done now. Yeah. That's right. Wait until I earn this seed in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Roland at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. 
You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Let Me Listen. And thanks for listening.